Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And we're really pleased to be joined today by Congressman Blake Moore of Utah's first congressional district. Congressman, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you've had a uh, quite an experience in your first month in office. Uh, you were sworn in uh, in early January. Uh, you've sur- you survived January. We're we're into February now. Uh, but as you've gone through that process and you kind of learned the ropes, I, I remember seeing one uh, member of Congress, you know, just a few days in, and they had stacks of binders and were lost in the tunnels, you know, underneath looking for a committee room. Uh, what are some of the things you've uh, you've learned and gleaned over this uh, first month in office? Well, I've definitely been lost in the tunnels. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it, it, you've, you've been back there before, so you know. Um, and you know, there's it's just the the the, um, the legislative process, uh, and and how everybody has their no own you know priorities they're trying to do, but then. How, how do you fit that into other legislation that's going on? Where does it fit? And, and there's so many, yeah, there's so many different things you consider. But obviously, the first first few weeks were were nothing short of journal entry. Um, and I've spoken to that many many times um, with even KSL Radio and everything. So I won't I won't belabor that too much unless there's a, a, an interest there. But um, I'm excited that. You know, to get the committee assignments and, and get to hopefully some normalcy as committee work starts to ramp up and um, start you know focusing on on what you can do there. Yeah, let's let's go to those committee assignments because I thought those were both very significant. Obviously, your predecessor uh, Rob Bishop uh, had a, a significant influence both on armed services and on energy and natural resources. Two things that are really critical to the state of Utah. Uh, I, I have to admit, I was a little surprised that you got both of those uh, as a freshman coming in. But tell us about those assignments. Yeah, we were thrilled too because um, uh, they're 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 coveted positions, um, and it's a it's a mixture of hard work and communicating the why why, why they're so important to to the first district to Utah in general. Um, and then it's a little bit of luck too, you know, uh, certain people apply for some things. We got a few more committee seats and, um, the ratios were a little bit more in our favor because there was more house Republicans that won this year. Um, so it, it worked out really great. I think the part to really highlight that will definitely get missed a lot is there's a real strong team effort going on in, in some of this work with the other members of the delegation. Right. Um, and if you take a step back and look, what we've got now is, 
uh, Chris Stewart on appropriations in Intel, two very, very high, highly rated committees, um, and John Curtis being able to move over to energy and commerce, which is extremely important and something that I don't, I don't know when we last had someone on that, um, but it's a really highly sought after committee. Now, in doing so, he had to relinquish his spot on natural resources, and right. Rob Bishop retired from natural resources. So it was Representative Owens and me, like, Utah's got to have somebody on there. And with, um, with, uh, with the Democrat administration, you know, people don't understand the, the, the challenges of public lands, right? There's benefit and there's challenges that go along with public lands for Utah, and we need to have representation. So we really kind of pushed for that, right? And so there was a team effort on how to, how to strategize about, about going there. Armed services was something that we talked a lot about on the campaign. I promised to do everything I could to, to do that, and we were, we were fortunate to, to put it all to work out. It's important for Hill Air Force Base. So. Yeah, that's great. And I think I, I appreciate the fact that you bring up the delegation is uh, coordinating and working together uh, because there are so many of these uh, issues and topics. While you represent the first uh, congressional district, a lot of what you do splashes over and impacts uh, those living in the second, third and fourth districts. Uh, and that coordination uh, really matters and having a delegation that can be strategic uh, is is something that really gives Utah the ability. In the past, it's been able to punch above its weight, and it looks like Utah is really well positioned to do that again. Yeah, and an area that we actually, in our economy, we punch above our weight as well is is financial services. Utah is like fourth or fifth in the country in assets under management, and you know, there was no spots this year on financial services. They actually cut the spots totally um, from the from the committee um, in in the entirety. And so there was no opportunity there. That's another area. There's a little bit of a gap there. So hopefully in years to come that we can, we can address that, but we're, we're a strong, uh, kind of broad, broad approach to how we, how we go about it. That's great. Well, as you start looking at that committee work, uh, that obviously leads to some, uh, priorities in terms of, uh, the legislative process. Uh, are there some things that you're working on currently that we should be keeping our eye on as you move into those committees and uh, start to uh, put some legislation forward? Yeah, so on the armed services side, uh, President Biden's budget will come much later than is typical. Uh, so we'll build our priorities in there. We've got several that are that are you know, we've worked collaboratively with Hill Air Force Base. Some are some are uh, passovers from the previous from from Rob Bishop's team uh, for the work that they had been working on, um, and there's a continuation effort there. So we'll we'll kind of leave no daylight there. Uh, but it'll be a little bit delayed just because we won't get the budget for. Um, you know, when a, when a new president comes into office, the budget usually takes a little bit longer, and so right. it may, may be pushed back. But then on the national resources side, you know, we've got to be able to find a balance, um, not just an immediate moratorium on oil and gas. We've got to be able to find a balance on how to manage and, and, and conserve and you know, focus on conservation, but also not completely limit our economy um, in the energy sector, right? And so uh, that's something that I try to ring loud and player as much as I possibly can. Um, Representative Curtis has really been a leader in this area, and he's hosting in two weeks um, a kind of summit. I, I don't want to be the one to announce it. I, he's he's pushed this out, but there's there's work being done to have a whole bunch of um, Republican lawmakers um, from the House side coming back, coming to Utah to have a summit on just how do you have real solutions on on environment and balancing um, our energy. And so the, the ranking member on the uh, Natural Resources Committee um, his name's Bruce Westerman from Arkansas. He's actually coming out to Utah in a couple of weeks, and it's gonna be a, it'll be a, it'll be a good discussion to be able to have. Oh, that's fantastic! And I, I know on the campaign trail, and uh, and as you've moved into office, that you really have tried to 
have that focus of of avoiding the uh, the polar opposites and the false choices of it's either this or that. Uh, especially when it comes to energy and natural resources, that we can be careful stewards, we can, uh, you know, be responsible uh, and, uh, you know, preserve things for the future, and we can still, you know, enable families to have jobs and, you know, have an economy that goes. Exactly. There's, and it cannot be pushed to embolden sort of, you know, our foreign countries, right? Um, if this just gets passed to more development and use elsewhere they're not they're not taking the standards that that, that we can and that we'll focus on in, mm-hmm. inside the u.s and i i believe that and i just think there's there's a lot of work can be done together in a, in a collaborative bipartisan way here yeah if you're just joining us we're talking to uh, first congressional district representative blake moore today and uh, his uh, first m- month plus uh, in office and some observations there as he gets to the hard work and heavy lifting of legislating and committee work uh and again uh representing Utah in two critical areas as it relates to energy and natural resources and armed services, uh, of course, hitting to, to Hill Air Force Base. Uh, Representative Moore, as we come down the home stretch here, uh, as you look back at this uh, first month or so in office, uh, any any real surprises to you, either in terms of the process or the people back there in D.C.? You know, I did make productivity over partisanship sort of a message and even and even in the first district where it's a strongly republican strongly conservative district i never got i never got sort of the people were great with that it's hard it's hard when um i'm I'm concerned that with uh the senate flipping and the administration and the house being in a majority there is an enormous amount of um power just by a narrow, narrow majority margin, um, and uh, I don't know if that's the that was the original intent, right? Um, for just a sheer number of just a majority to be able to to do so much, um, it's it's a little concerning to me. Uh, and I hope that if I were to be a part of the majority uh, in the future, that we can remember that and find a way to to, to come up with more of a systematic way to be collaborative because uh, I believe in it and I, and I think it's better for, for all Americans. And um, we'll see. I'm into this a month, so we'll keep, okay. we'll keep working at it. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Blake Moore, uh, representative from the 1st District of the state of Utah, uh, doing some great work and uh, fighting his way through the tunnels back there in Washington, D.C. Uh, representative, thanks so much for joining us today. We look forward to having you back for more conversations real soon. Thank you so much. We're going to step aside for one more commercial break. When we come back, uh, final segment of Inside Sources here on a Monday. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.